Welcome to the Strong as a Mother podcast, where we listen to inspiring stories from strong women that are changing and impacting the world. I'm Elizabeth Eldridge, a doctor of physical therapy specializing in pelvic and women's health at Body Works Women's Health and Wellness in Greer, South Carolina. Thanks for joining me today. Today on Strong as a Mother, I had the privilege of interviewing Carrie LaChapelle-Craft, who is a licensed midwife in the upstate of South Carolina. She has her own midwifery practice called Hatched, and she has some amazing experience with birthing moms and worked as a doula prior to becoming a licensed midwife. Let's take a listen. All right, so we have Carrie LaChapelle-Craft with us today. Um, and she is a midwife at Hatch, and this has taken a little time for us to meet up together because <laughs> of her profession and having to jump into action whenever a mom is in labor. So we're especially thankful that we got to connect today. Thanks for being here, Carrie. Thank you for having me, and thanks for the patience of reschedules. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. So I'm really looking forward to hearing a little bit more about your practice as a midwife. Um, but first, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background. Like, what did you do before you were a midwife? And what was kind of your path to midwifery? What, what brought you to this profession? Okay. So I have been a licensed midwife for 15 years. I trained for about five years with um, another midwife. And prior to that, I was a doula. So in all, I've been attending women in birth for over 20 years, which is really crazy to think that I've done anything besides raise kids for 20 years. But (laughs) when you add up all the math and you do all the things, that's what it comes out to. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Um, I didn't like grow up knowing about midwifery or home birth or any of those things. Um, as a matter of fact, I didn't learn about it until after I had my second baby. He was about four months old when I ran into an ad for midwife taking students. Um, and I met with her and honestly, when she told me what she did, because all I had known to that point was hospital birth. Um, I thought maybe she was a little bit crazy. that like this was legal and people actually did that like Uh really so we had dinner together and she was just absolutely lovely and she invited me to a birth she said I have several coming up let me talk to some of the moms and let you come and to this point I had been a doula at the hospital so I worked at St. Francis as one of their doulas on staff so she invited me to a birth I went and it was like magical like everything I'd hoped and wished that birth could be like, that's what it was. Wow. So yeah, I, to that point only had like dreamed of the idea of being a midwife when I wanted to become a doula. Um, you know, that was in the time when nobody even really knew what a doula was. Um, somebody actually gifted me the book, spiritual midwifery for Christmas. And once I read it, it was like, my heart was on fire. Like, this is is what I'll do with this. And I think even when I went to doula training, the doulas there were like, nobody does that. (laughs) (laughs) But here I am doing that. And I would say that it far surpassed, I far surpassed even my wildest dream of like what this would look like. Wow. That's amazing. I feel so lucky. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of leads me into my next question is, you know, I feel like in the upstate of South Carolina, um, midwifery has a fairly decent presence. Um, yeah. So, so a lot of people are at least familiar with the term midwifery, but even then, still sometimes when I say it, people are like, mid what? So tell me what a midwife is, like what's the definition? How would you um, explain to someone exactly what a midwife is and does? Okay, so midwives, the term in and of itself means with women. So I tell people we provide a more intimate experience for women who are expecting. So we take care, for the most part, most of us here in the upstate take care of women in the capacity of childbirth itself. So we provide full prenatal care. We are, of course, there for the birth and we take care of them for six to eight weeks in the postpartum. Um, some midwives will expand beyond that when we start talking about like different credentials and things like that. And some go as far as offering well women care and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tell people as far as like obstetrical care, like timing and things like that, that's all normal and the same, but we just provide a more in-depth detail time with more, way more one-on-one time. You expect that the person that you build your relationship with is the person that will attend your birth. Mm-hmm. So and we aren't only just providing women care. Like I like to think that we are providing like whole centric family care. I feel like moms are somewhat the epicenter of their families, which is kind of funny to think about, but she is the keeper of all of the things. She keeps the children, she keeps after the house, which then in help, she keeps after her husband to make sure that everything runs smoothly. So when we are looking after her in pregnancy, we're not only about establishing the fact of the health of her and her new baby, we're also looking after her as a whole person. Mm -hmm. So I tell people, we will talk about things that are pertinent to your pregnancy. We'll talk about things that are pertinent to the world. We'll talk about if you're mad at your best friend. Mm -hmm. We just want to take care of all of you, but not only just in pregnancy, I like to think that we also have value outside of that. When we take our long walk back down the hallway at six weeks to say goodbye and take our picture in the front, I will remind them that like, not only just me, but also the women involved in my practice, we're all moms. Mm-hmm. And so I have six kids. Jen has four, Paisley has four, Tamara has two. We have knowledge outside of that that's helpful and supportive. Also, most women that are choosing midwifery care are also sometimes you know, doing alternative things. And so we want to love and support them sometimes because we all need that. Yeah, yeah, I love that that openness and the kind of holistic aspect that you're speaking of. And it sounds very much like a judgment-free zone too, is what you're working to create is, you know, whatever kind of path or um, whatever kind of approach you're wanting to take, you're Mm -hmm. open to it and you're willing to explore that in order to help that person feel like they achieve what they're hoping to, right? Yeah. And some of the best parts is that home birth isn't only just like for a certain demographic of people that choose home birth. We take care of all different kinds of people. And that is some of my favorite parts Mm -hmm. is that we, it's not only just like one type of people, it's like so many, but we want everybody to feel loved and included when they're in our space. Yeah. Yeah. That's really wonderful. Um, so what is for, for a licensed midwife, what is the like education and the mm-hmm. training requirement and what's the time frame kind of look like that? 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's very different than when I, I feel like it's very different anyways, than when I became a midwife, when I became a midwife, I went to a little approved school by the state that was actually taught by my midwife. And then you, we did so many births and so many postpartums. And then -hmm. you sat for your test, sat for an oral exam, you got a license. Mm -hmm. The midwifery students nowadays go to a school. That school looks very different based on the kind of evaluation they're doing in order to be able to sit for their license. So there's a couple different pathways. One is to do kind of a self-study where all of your stuff is done on your own. And then there are some official, like what they call meek accredited schools, which is, can be like an actual college or university. Um, And then they find a midwife that they apprentice with. They will plan to spend between three and five years with that midwife. Um, It's not that like a a midwifery student in my practice can get their actual like numbers pretty quickly because we Mm -hmm. are so busy, but it really honestly is just the experience um, that it takes to get to the point where they feel like they're ready to do it on their own. And some of it is a confidence thing as well when you get towards the end, um, as far as like being a standalone provider. So they have to kind of get to that point. Yeah. So it's all apprenticeship based mostly. Wow, that's really cool. So to be able to work under someone who has that experience, because those are those things that no matter how much you study in a book, you're just not going to get it until you're in there, right? Yeah, I mean, because it's not only just like taking care of the women and taking care of the babies and attending the births. It's all about like, it's learning intuition. It's learning, you know, the things that birth is not ever the same way twice. So it's not like you can read it in a book and then apply it to outside. I, I think that I like to say that the more, the longer we do this, the less we actually know. We just feel more comfortable in being there because it's always showing us that it's ever changing. No two women, even though they're having, you know, the same number baby, the, you know, everything could be the same, but they're not going to give birth the same. Right. Yeah. Every, every situation is totally unique, isn't it? It is. But then there's things like, how do I get the water out of the birth tub? Uh huh. <laughs> Like, let me show you right yeah <laughs> that's the most often is people are like so how do you get it in there how do you get it out I'm like yeah those are the things that I, I can imagine that if you don't do this all the time you wouldn't know that <laughs> right right yes oh that's amazing so um let me hear a little bit more about hats your midwifery practice yeah so I always admire um, business owners and entrepreneurs because you're totally brave and courageous to go do something like that. So what made you say, like, I'm going to start my own midwifery home birth practice? So it pretty much is just the expectation of like, that's what you'll do when you're done. Like you will be a midwife, you will go off and you will midwife. Um, so there wasn't like I actually didn't realize for several years that I was like actually a small business owner. I think I just thought I was just like being a midwife and I was a midwife. Midwives obviously own small businesses, but that's not how I really even thought about it. I just thought I was just midwifing. And then as I would say, as my practice started to grow bigger and bigger, I realized that it was, this was actually something that I was doing, that I was being an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur, that I was being a woman running a small business and that that was, had an impact on my community. And that was really fun. Yeah. So what, what do you feel like Hatched is best known for? What are you really proud that you're known for? 
I feel like we have, a, I have a great standing reputation in the community for having put my time and effort into this birthing community. I think we're known for loving everybody that walks into our door, regardless of any life circumstances or anything else. I think that I get complimented all the time, which makes me feel really good is that no matter how busy we are, when somebody is sitting in front of us, they really do feel like the only person that we have to think about that day. Mm-hmm. And so I think that my myself and my team of ladies, like, I love it when people call us the dream team. And oh. I think it really just shows the amount of like heart that really goes into it, mm-hmm. the heart and the love and the sacrifice that we all make to be there and that we all find joy in it. Yeah, that's, that's really amazing. And like you said, the compliment of your, your clients feeling like they're the only person in the room when you're there. Um, that's pretty special. Um, it is. And it's really sweet to hear that some of my, so two of my students actually were my clients before they became my students. Okay. And so one of them says to me, like, you know, I, I, I never thought about you like outside of the room with me. And you always did like such a good job at making me feel like I, I was the only client you had. Uh-huh. And I think that until she called me one day and I was in target with my three-year-old and I had said, she had said, are you busy? And I said, well, I'm in target with a three-year-old. And she was like, oh, okay. And she just kept talking. Well, my three-year-old was like getting into stuff and I had to be like, I'm sorry, hold on a second. No, please put those sparkles down. We can't have that. Uh-huh. She said, and then I was like, oh, she's really busy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, so I, I think we've kind of gathered, like you have some other midwives working with you, right? Like you're not, um, just by yourself. So, so tell us a little bit about some of the other, um, some of the other ladies that are working with you. Okay. So I'm the only midwife. There's just mm-hmm. one midwife and I teach midwife students. And so I have three of them. Um, Jen has been with me the longest Jennifer Conway. People know her in the community. She's a doula birth photographer and hopefully soon, um, up and coming midwife. Jen has four children. She's been with me in midwifery practice about four years, but she is also my best friend in life. So it's really fun to have gotten to share the midwife life with somebody that also has done and is a witness to my life. Mm -hmm. Um, it is, you just don't really get that opportunity. Most people that you know and love don't get to see you at work or see that side of you. So it's been really fun to share that part of my life with somebody that is so close to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, then I have Paisley Marchant. Paisley's been with me now about two and a half, almost three years. I think she is, has a mom. She has four kids. She's had two babies at home with me. Um, she's also a doula, childbirth educator, placenta encapsulationist. She hopes to maybe be done about this time next year. So she mm-hmm. also will be, um, a new and up and coming midwife. So, um, last but not least is Tamara Sawyer. Um, she's doula at Blue Ridge doula and birth photography. She is possibly the most outgoing and sweetest soul that anybody's ever met. If you've met her, she instantly becomes your very best friend, uh-huh. um, which is how I got to know her. She was my student when she had, or she was my client, excuse me, when she had her second baby. And then we kind of just never parted from there. So she also has been with me now three, about three years. So she's working her way towards getting that midwife. That's awesome. So it's, That's great. It's really fun. 
I'm sure that's really neat too, to be in a position where you can impart some of your wisdom on to some other people. Like that's probably a really neat part of your job is that you get to share that with people, not just serving your clients, but also sharing your knowledge with other people. Yeah, I think it keeps us sharp because these students are very inquisitive. They want to know things. They want to ask you questions. And it really is like testing your knowledge. Um, so I feel like it keeps us like on our toes because uh-huh. they, they don't let you slack. They, yeah, they want to yeah. know. It, it's they, they want to know the where's, the why's, the how's, and the what's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So then you really have to be like, oh, I have to have a good answer for this. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That sometimes I have to be like, can we come back to that? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, Okay. So, you know, kind of more mainstream, I would say would maybe be the word of of thinking about like OBGYN care. Mm -hmm. So what would you say are some of the similarities, but maybe some of the differences between the midwifery care that you provide and like an OBGYN care? Okay. So in um, in obstetrical care, they're taking care of, you know, everybody. The main, and they're also providing, you know, all the same kind of services we are as far, as far as like prenatal care and birth and postpartum, the, you know, but it's very different in the amount of time that somebody spends with you. Also, they're not following you necessarily for the weeks into postpartum like we are. They see you at the birth. They see you when they say goodbye to you after you have a baby. And then they don't see you again for six months, six weeks, mm-hmm. excuse me. Um, for obstetrical care, it's kind of like a managing of the birth and of prenatal care rather than like a a natural flow or progression where midwifery care we kind of believe that nothing is wrong until proven otherwise so we're taking care of all the very normal things we also are doing more in-depth care as far as like nutritional counseling um making sure that the whole mom is taken care of we're talking about childbirth classes and hiring doulas and doing all of that kind of stuff where I don't, I mean, having had two babies in a typical obstetrical model, I can't speak for all of today's obstetricians, but mm-hmm. I definitely didn't get that. I also felt like it, being informed wasn't um, something that was encouraged. They didn't spend a lot of time with me to answer questions I had and things like that. It kind of like felt like I was always being a bother. Um, I don't think that all obstetricians treat people that way, but sometimes I feel like they're not letting women know that they have choices. Um, and I like to tell moms like, well, if you don't know that you have options, you don't have any. So, you know, I feel like women belong with women. And so midwifery care should be what is pointed to more, most often. Now I'm thankful for obstetricians. I'm thankful that they can perform surgery and they can do things that I can't do. So in the time that we need them, I'm super thankful for them. Mm -hmm. I also think that maybe midwifery care isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. So that to me is some of the biggest differences is that it's just, it's necessarily like obstetrical care is like establishing the fact the baby's alive and healthy and doing well. And midwifery care is about taking care of all of them. Yeah. And like you said, just about choice, right? Like it's not necessarily that there's a wrong path. There's a right path for everyone. And they just need to know that there's options and that they can Mm -hmm. explore those options. um, And that OB care might be just right for somebody and midwifery care might be just right for somebody. Um, So that's really cool. Um, As a midwife, what has been, or maybe what continues to be 
um, like your most challenging part of being a home birth midwife, especially since that's kind of like unique to your midwifery practice? Like what's, what would be the most challenging part or maybe a, a time where it was challenging? Um, the, I would say that for myself, I think one of the most challenging parts is that even in the upstate is as supported as the midwives are, is also as sometimes as unsupported as we are as far as um, working in a system that doesn't necessarily love or support out of hospital birth, mm -hmm. which is really frustrating because we all have a common goal in mind, which is happy, healthy mom and happy, healthy baby, but there's just a different way to do it. And sometimes our clients will need things that we can't provide for them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in prenatal care, that can be difficult if they need stuff that isn't as easily accessible for us as it is for people that are traveling in the mainstream obstetrics. Mm -hmm. And that and that can be frustrating. So if you take something as simple as a mom having um, a miscarriage, if it is traveled outside of the scope of like what we can help her with, it could be difficult for us to then find her um, an obstetrical care provider that will then mm -hmm. look after her without mm -hmm. it being like very difficult. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know where the disconnect is other than the fact that when they say, oh, well, I was planning a home birth with the midwife. It's like, nobody wants to work with her. And mm -hmm. that's frustrating. Um, if somebody crops up with twins or something like that, depending on when that can be, it can also be hard for them to find somebody that will then take them. Now, labor and birth, that's a completely different picture because we do have the wonderful, I feel like, support in a lot of ways that if for some reason something's going on in labor and in birth, we can get the help that we need. It's just sometimes in the prenatal time when stuff is going on, it can be harder to find them mm -hmm. help. Yeah. And, we, and we are kind of you know, we're, we're, we're out here trying to figure it out. I mean, I'm, I'm very thankful for the relationship we have with Dr. Stafford, who has always gone above and beyond to step out and help us answer the phone anytime, day or night, which I can't imagine what it would be like in a community where you have, don't have that at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great that you've been able to establish that great relationship with him. That's awesome. <clears throat> Um, okay, so you are in home birth, so you're entering into yep. people's homes. What's the most interesting thing that you have maybe seen or had happen while you were in someone's home? Um, so when we, we were looking over these questions ahead of time, like most of us were like, why can't I think of anything? <laughs> and it's okay if you don't have anything. <laughs> I think the, the funniest thing was the, the number one thing I think we all came up with was we did a home birth for a family that had a solo duck. Oh. And yeah, and, and obviously like that's not something any of us are really that familiar with or or really knew. So we showed it to the birth and it's like pouring rain outside and it's and it's and it's dark and it, it's like the guard duck. So it's like standing on the side of the driveway. And it, it, we each showed, it was three of us each showed up at, at different increments. So none of us met in the driveway to talk about this standing alone duck that we were like, <laughs> but it's just standing there. And so you're like, is that really a duck? Is that a real duck? Is that a mm -hmm. duck statue? Was that here when I came for their home visit? And so all of us just like curiosity, like caused us to like wander over there and look at it. And of course, when you got very close to it, it started quacking at you and we all jumped about a mile and ran in the house. And th that we had to be like, so your, your duck. Well, so this was like a pet duck. 
Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> it, they just had one, one sole pet duck. And they said that they had tried to be like, okay, well, you don't have any buddies. We don't really have a pond for you to hang out in. Mm-hmm. So they had taken it to like the neighbors, like a field away where they had this big, beautiful pond and all these other ducks and put it there and it walked home. So they're oh, like, it's just, it's, our <laughs> it's just our duck. It's our duck. Yep. So that is definitely something you don't see all the time. Yeah. You don't necessarily see a duck when you're walking in. <laughs> That's great. Um, so what is a, a birth story that has really continued to stand out to you over time? Um, I know you, you have many births under your belt, so um, I'm sure you could tell me many of these stories, but what's one that really stands out to you? This also is really hard. It's because for one, we sometimes don't want to be caught telling a mom's story um, for her sure. where she hears it repeated back to her. We also have gotten the joy of attending so many women in birth that there's like so many really amazing stories. I feel like we're super lucky to have gotten to witness the strength and the beauty in birth in all kinds of ways. So, you know, sometimes we attend people that have, it's their first baby. Sometimes we're attending people that come from a history of trauma or loss. And Mm -hmm. we get to see those with that with them. I'll say that I've gotten the opportunity to attend a few women who have had either very big traumas or have experienced loss before. And I'll say that I think that midwifery care in those moments is so important. I would hope that everybody that that attends a mom in those times afterwards witnesses her path as she gets there. So I would say there's been a few of those moms that probably stand out for me the most. Mm -hmm. Um, To pick one story, it's so hard. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But um, yeah, I'm sure those stories where people have experienced loss or had trauma in the past and to see maybe somewhat of a healing experience happen right yeah. before your eyes is probably really magical. It is probably one of the most magical things that I think I'll ever in my life ever get to witness. I mean, we get to see the beauty and we never lose the beauty and the grace that comes with each baby's birth, but to watch a family who's done this, like travel through the feelings that they've had in the time during pregnancy, but then you almost watch them travel every amount of of grief that they ever felt in this and every amount of joy that they're now feeling in those few moments after birth. And to me, that has been one of the most inspiring things to ever witness anybody do. Wow. That's really special to get to be a part of that. That's awesome. It is. Um, so, um, we are fortunate to have in the upstate a really great community of different types of birth workers and yeah. um, other workers working in women's health. What are some ways that you work with other types of providers or other types of birth workers? Um, what does that kind of process look like? Or what are some of your kind of go-to um, providers that seems to really help your, your clients have a very like holistic and you know, balanced experience? So I would say that for one, we encourage every single family, no matter what, that they should hire a doula. I think a doula is an excellent addition to any birth team. I don't think that most people know or understand the value of it until they have one. Um, So we usually start with doula would probably be at the top of the list. And then we kind of go down from there. I think the biggest thing on the other side of that is of birth is postpartum, which I feel like most people are not spending enough time 
thinking about that. We get real focused mm-hmm. on like the birth, the birth, the birth. We don't think right. about what comes after that. But for mm-hmm. us, we're following our moms for, for six to eight weeks in postpartum. So we are navigating all of the bumps along the road, if mm-hmm. there are any. Um, so we also work, you know, very closely with our local lactation consultants. So our IBCLCs, like I don't know what we did in this community before we had such wonderful ladies working on our community, the ladies at Nourish, Taryn mm-hmm. Gibson, like I, I'm so thankful that these ladies are here and exist because I definitely will say that in the time that I've been working with them, the things that have come up with babies and breastfeeding and it, it sometimes it way surpasses our knowledge and abilities. So I, I don't know what we do without them on speed dial to be like, help us. Yes. Yeah. That's so nice to have those people on speed dial. Like you said, a hundred percent to be like, okay. I mean, and, and now over the years I've been in blessed to be instilled with, with just a tiny bit of their knowledge, but, um, I do really love and appreciate them. I think we're learning more and more and more about women's health. So we're also learning the importance of like the job that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that previously to, you know, especially I feel like for me getting to know Ashley, we didn't really know or understand what kind of an impact um, women's pelvic floor health was playing. Mm -hmm. So I even find that we are now turning to that resource more prenatally also that we're recognizing the signs and the symptoms and the things that are going on to really be able to get these moms help sooner. And so to be able to have resources that we've learned from things that we have to share, and it's really nice to have other really great providers in our community that we can then refer people to. And then when they come back to us and they say, wow, that referral was awesome. So the other really great resource we have is chiropractors. Our area is rich with chiropractic care because we have the chiropractic school there in the Spartanburg area, but we do get to know and love very intimately some chiropractors who will go so above and beyond for the people in this community that you couldn't ask for anything more. Um, And chiropractic care also is so, so important. So we're bumping elbows with so many amazing people. Yeah, that's so great to just have such a good network um, to really get that great care for your clients. That's awesome. Um, so I, I had for one of my births, a home birth, and I found that when I would tell people that I was planning on a home birth, um, yeah. some people kind of had the idea that it was <laughs> dangerous and would then proceed to tell me lots of birth horror stories, which is the last thing you need to hear when you're a pregnant woman is hearing birth horror stories. Of course. Um, so all this to say, it, it made me very aware that um, if you're planning on a home birth, sometimes people see that as not very mainstream. And um, what would be your advice to someone who's kind of afraid to say loud and proud that they want to plan on a home birth? So I tell them we don't have to tell everybody everything. And so it's okay to keep some things close to our chest because we are protecting our space. And so we would very much so like to say that our bubble of peace is very strong. And no matter what anybody says, those words will not apply to me, but that isn't necessarily always the case. So most people don't understand out of hospital birth. And so therefore they're afraid of it because I think that they view midwives as like showing up to birth with like only a hand towel and a prayer. 
Now, granted, if that's all we need, we're like super excited for that, but we brought that along with all the other things, the knowledge, the experience, the equipment, all the stuff necessary to take care of everything and then some. But our hope is to only use the hand towel in the prayer, but that's not all we have. So I think that sharing your plan and what you're doing should be saved for those of you that are going to love and support you. And I don't think there's anything wrong with not necessarily telling everybody to give them more things to worry about because they're not going to extend the time to learn or understand. Um, but you only get to do that once. Okay. So if you do decide to have another baby at home, another baby, you'll probably choose to have your baby at home, I would hope. And um, they're all going to know you're going to do it. <laughs> but, but, but at least then they'll have known somebody that did it and it was fine. Mm -hmm. it was yeah. Fine. And so then they're like, oh, well, I mean, I guess you did it and it was okay. Mm -hmm. That's so, right. yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I like what you're saying, how it's not necessarily like you don't have to feel like you have to tell everyone, right? Like um, no. there's something about pregnancy that kind of makes the community around you feel like they can know everything about you, you know, how dilated is your cervix, you know? Yes. And it's like, uh, when else would you ask me about my cervix dilation? I, you know, so there's something about pregnancy that just makes everyone want to be a part of it. Um, but yeah. that, um, empowering people that they don't necessarily have to share everything if they don't want to, I think is great advice too. So, um, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so someone may be listening right now and kind of wonder if they're the right candidate um, or wondering if HAST is right for them. How would they know if it's right for them and how would they schedule an appointment with you? Okay, so we are taking care of women who are happy and healthy with a happy, healthy baby. So we're looking at just people that fall into that low risk category because that's what is good for out of hospital birth. Um, we at Hatch do offer free consultation with anybody that has questions or wants to learn more about us. I think there's a midwife for everybody and we're rich here with midwives here in the upstate. So I think it's good to maybe talk to more than one person because um, the right midwife for me may not be the right midwife for my friend or my neighbor or anybody else. So um, I have a very beautiful website that Jen has done for me. So people could poke around on there to learn more about us. It's www.hatchedathome.com. Um, and on there, there is a page where you can request an appointment. Um, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and we would love to meet and chat with anybody thinking about home birth, even if it turns out not to be right for them. Right. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Carrie, for taking the time to educate us on the field of midwifery yeah. and your practice at Hatch is so great to finally get connected. Yes. I'm really thankful for what you do for um, women in the upstate and that you're providing holistic care and very open, non-judgmental non care. Um, so I loved hearing about your practice and thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful to connect with you too. A big thank you to Carrie for sitting down with me today to speak with me about her practice at Hatched. It took us a few tries to get this interview down, but it was definitely worth it. If you are interested in learning more about Carrie's midwifery practice, you can visit hatchedathome.com and click contact. Thank you for tuning in to the Strong as a Mother podcast. 
Come back for more inspiring stories from strong women that are changing and impacting the world. See you next time.